Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Henry J, and I'm joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games. And we'll start with our fearless editor-in-chief, Puppet. How are you today? I'm good. I'm Puppet Master N-E-N. We are introducing ourselves, right? Yes, we are. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hi, that's me. Uh, yep, that's all. Fantastic. Taz is also <laughs> here, too. Taz, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm Taz. I'm a streamer and a uh, writer for Game Raven Review, and I'm super excited to be here. And for the first time on the podcast, we have Sarah B. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hello. I am good. I am also a writer and streamer, and it is Sarah with two H's for all username intents and purposes. There we go. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about what we are playing this week. And then for our main segment, we're going to talk about how to find indie games, which is something I struggle with. So I'm excited to hear from all of you on how to seek these awesome games out. So let's get started. We're going to talk about what we are playing this week. Whether it's indie or not, we play a ton of games. So let's start with Taz. What are you playing this week? Uh, this week, I was playing some Alien Isolation. I just finished the third part on stream uh, Saturday. And then I've been playing some Escape from Tarkov also. And you were playing Escape from Tarkov last week. So how how has your Escape from Tarkov been? Did you escape from Tarkov? Uh, I think out of like six times maybe twice twice i've done so that's not too it's, bad no it's brutal it's freaking hardcore dude i got i get scared i get like i get intimidated with like multiplayer games like that um i mean i play cod and stuff and i i turn off voice like the voice chat because people are annoying um but like with escape of tarkov like that kind of uh like that game has such a, a like a hardcore fan base that's like very intimidating I feel like you really have to communicate as well, right? Because you can't tell who's on your team, who's not on your team. So you always have to be in communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Uh, like you can go in solo, do whatever you want. But like you can also go into a group. But there's no like little blue name above their above their their avatar. It's just it's just the avatar. And you have to be like, is that you? And you have to communicate. It's like, is that you coming from over the hill? You you know, I'm, I'm crossing the hallways. Don't shoot me. I come in peace type situation. Um, there have been a couple times where we accidentally killed each other or shot at each other uh, in the middle of a firefight because we just it just happened to be that way. <laughs> Man, first person shooters have come a long way since team killing on Counter-Strike 1.6. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Those are the times, man. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Puppet, what have you been playing this week? Well, I've been uh, really getting into what it's like to be a hermit during quarantine. And to I have to say this week, I never knew how to play solitaire, but I learned how to play solitaire this week. So I've been playing a little bit, bit of that IRL. That's been great. And some chess because, I mean, obviously a hermit needs to play some chess. And Taz has been playing chess with me a little bit. So those aren't really video games, but they're games. <laughs> Thought I'd share my lonely life with you all. Anyway, um, as for video games, I uh, started playing this 
beautiful game called Inmost that came out in 2019. And it was actually published by Chucklefish, um, but it was made by just two people. Um, and they're called Hidden Layer Studios, and they're from Lithuania. Um, and it is just, if you are into pixel art at all, this game is so beautiful. It is so atmospheric. It's like, it's it's a two, 2D platformer, but it's very narrative driven. So there's a lot of like really cool cutscenes, and it's just, it's amazing. It's about three different stories. One is like a little uh, young girl and another one is a, a knight and another one is just this man who's like just trying to figure out what the heck is happening and how all of their stories interact and come together. And it's a pretty short game. It's only like three to five hours is what they say. So I just started playing it. I'm probably like 40% of the way through and very much enjoying it. They recommend playing it on a dark and stormy night. Um, so I wrapped myself in a blanket one of these rainy nights and I played it and I highly recommend it's gorgeous it's won some awards too for really good reasons so and the music oh my god the music is so good so yeah, definitely I recommend you that i was watching you stream that the other night and like I, I i kind of get like turned away from like uh pixel art but i love i love pixel art that has smooth animation and like in most that was just it was very capturing like action scenes and stuff with just simple pixels it's awesome loved it Oh, yeah. Even like the small movements of how people like climb up onto things or grab things like it's all very smooth and very realistic. It's it's so beautifully done. And it just floors me that it was just two people who put this together. It's amazing. So, yeah, definitely check it out for sure. Um, I've also so I was as if you've been listening to the podcast or following me at all, you know that I'm playing Amnesia on Saturday nights. Well. I tried to play Amnesia this last Saturday night for Spooky Saturday, and it totally, like, crashed on me. Like, I can't even get it to start anymore. Um, and even Taz came up to, like, help me try to figure out, like, what was going on on stream, which is so fun as a streamer, by the way. When you have te technical difficulties on stream, it's so great. <laughs> the best. Oh, so good. Um Anyway, so, uh, and apparently, you know, other people have been having issues with the Amnesia Rebirth because it's just been so buggy. So I am putting it on the shelf for a little bit. I will come back when they kind of figure out some of their stuff. Um, and I just started playing Don't Starve instead. Um, Don't Starve is a, a great fallback for me because it's a little, um, it's a little survival game, but it's very like, uh, it's whimsical for sure. and. It's, you know, you just gather things and you make things and there's creatures and dangers and surprise and all that stuff. And they also have Don't Starve Together, which you can play with your friends, which we did a little bit during the 24 hour dream. And it was um, it was very fun. So, um, yeah, it was nice to go from being frustrated about uh, a game not working to just chilling out a little bit and playing Don't Starve. That was nice for Spooky Saturday. And the last game that I started playing this week is Little Nightmares because Little Nightmares 2 is coming out on February 11th, and I'm very excited about that. It I love the um, style. It's also, um, I wouldn't call it a 2D platformer because there's like depth to it. I don't know what I would call it, actually. Um, but it's 
it's just it's dark and adorable and it plays with your childhood fears and it it's just it's very good so i started that so there you go that's all the stuff i've been playing this week that is a full slate of games right there Oh, I have lots of, I mean, working from home, I have so much time on my hands these days because I'm not sitting in traffic. So I got to live up that, you know, hermit life and play a bunch of games and solitaire and chess. And oh, I started a puzzle. I started a puzzle. I've never, ever put together a puzzle in my life. And I started one this week. No, never. I just, I never did. Wow. I know. I know. And this one's great because it has a bunch of cats like saying, things like go away and nap life and things like that. So it's, although it has been challenging, I I have to say, if you're putting together a puzzle and you own cats as well, uh, it's, it's very challenging when they get the zoomies. Cause my cat literally from one end of the house to the other ran at full speed and jumped and slid across our table. And all of the pieces just went everywhere. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, that's why I play lots of games, because I'm just a lonely cat lady. Fantastic. <laughs> Sarah, uh, I'm, I'm going, I, it's your fault, it's all your fault, that I'm now back playing Final Fantasy XIV, yeah. I, I watched you on stream, and I got the bug, and now I'm back in the world of Eorzea. Eorza? Eorzea. And Eorzea? I'm actually, sure. And I'm going through the story. So I skipped all the cutscenes the first time I played because I just wanted to just mainline. I was like, who needs a story coming from World of Warcraft? Like, nobody needs a story. You just need to know where to go. And boy, did I screw up because the Final Fantasy XIV story is pretty damn good. And I hear it gets even better in the expansions, which I have not yes. even begun to scratch the surface of the story. I'm only level 30, but uh, I blame you for you're level 30 already though well yeah and level 15 in another class okay we're not that's good i don't you know i don't want to talk about my problems and addictions here on the podcast i have an mmo an mmo problem for sure um so i'm playing final fantasy 14 i know you are too and i'm also uh playing chinatown detective agency they released a demo which i did not know i would have plugged it on the last podcast episode because they're one of my uh it's one of my games to look forward to in 2021 but there is a demo uh now on steam and if you're listening to this right now i have already streamed it on my twitch channel so if you want to see me play chinatown detective agency head over to twitch.tv slash super henry 64 and you can check that out uh sarah you're playing final fantasy 14 what else are you playing yeah, so playing Final Fantasy XIV, finishing up the latest expansion, not quite done yet, but getting close. Um, very exciting stuff. When I'm not playing that, I am playing a lot of Stardew Valley, doing some Stardew multiplayer, um, some modded, some unmodded, which I really love about the game, how it has all of those abilities. And it's really cool, too, because now that we've had that update come out, I think like the 1.5 update, um, there's a bunch of new things that we can explore and new people that are playing the game and getting into it. And it feels a little bit more completed than it was, even though it was like a very complete game. So it's been a really fun experience just checking out all the new stuff. I've also been playing some Move or Die, which is one of the games on my roster to review. 
It is a fun little party game where you literally have to move or your person will die. So you can't just sit still. Um, and you get a bunch of different abilities, kind of like Super Mario on crack. It's kind of cool. Um, it's been pretty fun to play with people. And it's like local and online, which I really appreciate them having a local option. And like it's like a sharing, actually sharing your keyboard. So like, you don't even need to have like another game for somebody else to play it, which I really enjoyed. And The Sims, playing The Sims, because your girl's got to play The Sims. And taking a note from Puppet, playing some Cards Against Humanity, although I'm playing the virtual Cards Against Humanity and not actual card games because your girl has cats and cats like cards and they like to steal cards. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Don't ever do a puzzle because they also like to chew on the puzzle pieces too. So I didn't know that Cards Against Humanity was online. What? Yeah. Maybe it's on a site called Pretend You're XYZ or something like that is what it's called. Um, Somebody showed it to me and we've been playing it a decent amount. It's pretty cool. It's not like not the same exact experience as the regular game and it doesn't have all of the cards, but it's still a really nice way to get together with like friends that you're social distancing from or that you might have like on other parts of the globe. So it's been really fun to find that that's online. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. I love online stuff. We've been doing a lot of Jackbox with our friends from around the globe. So it, it'll be nice to add another thing to the arsenal. Yay. There you go. So that's what we're playing this week. Up next, how to find these indie games that we've been playing. Where do we go to look for them? Stick around. Welcome to the main segment of the Game Raven Review Podcast. Today, we are sharing some tips on how to seek out indie games, which is something that I personally struggle with. So I'm excited to hear from the three of you on how you find these amazing games for us to play. Uh, let's start with Sarah. You have a laundry list of places that you check in our notes. Uh, we'll start with you. Where, where do you go to find indie games? So... Um, feel free, guys, to add in to if you know any more about these. Because I see some somewhat from, like similar ones. Um, Twitter is my lifeline; it's my go-to for everything. Using the tags on Twitter, following topics, following lists, it gets those games like popped right into your feed. And I actually find even, especially following topics and just going out of my way to look for lists instead of just following tags, it pops up a lot of new games and a lot of new developers. Um, And just that digging, like if you dig through one person's page, you might find something else. They may have collaborated with another creator at one point. That's how I've actually found a few of the games that I've played because I'll go to a developer's page and say, oh, I really loved their game. And then they retweeted something from somebody else. And then I'll go check out their game. And it just kind of leads you down a rabbit hole. And I know a few other people have Twitter. Do you want to go on to Twitter? Any other people? Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I can talk a little bit about Twitter um, and Instagram. Uh, I have learned that hashtags are really great because um, and I found a few that are good. And I also follow some bots, too, that automatically retweet stuff when things are hashtagged. So um, one of the hashtags is like low poly, which is a 3D um, design thing. And a lot of indie designers, they hashtag low poly. So um, there's one. And then in hashtag indie games or indie gaming um, or indie game dev. 
are all great. So, um, yeah. And I do also want to mention hashtag Indie World Order. I've been following them for a while, and they are a curator of uh, indie games. And they have a convention. Sorry, Sarah, this is like such a bunny trail, but I do have to mention them. Um, they have a Indie World Order Con that they're setting together, and it's so cool. Like, I, it's such a cool concept. So basically, what they say is like, why do conventions when conventional, uh, pun intended, uh, that when you can jump on an island and feel the rays of digital sun? So you go into a game to see booths of different indie games that are happening so it's like going yeah it's like going to irl like uh cons like you know um packs or whatever but it's like in this world and their theme is like pirate themed and all that so you can find it on steam and uh it's i-w-o-c-o-n 2020 um which it looks like they meant to be in 2020 but then uh they have some stuff that they're shoring up and they keep posting like lists of people who are going to be featured so they're working on it for sure um but i found them through twitter um and that was through the hashtag indie world order um that a lot of the developers that i follow use so yeah go check that out it's super cool I'm going to jump right back onto that because I actually had a little bit about conventions too because they are amazing for like finding new indie things. Um, virtual ones obviously right now are kind of the go-to. I know that sounds amazing, that whole indie world order thing. Um, I'm a big PAX girl, so that's always been actually... PAX Unplugged was my original battleground for cons but then breaking into regular packs where they have their whole indie halls i am very big i'm not shy like i am but i'm not shy so when i go to these i will just go up to booths of games that i love and i'm like i love your games please give me a card and this is even like before i got into game raven or doing anything of this sort i just so many of them are willing to give those things away They'll point you in the direction of games to play. Sometimes they'll have like codes on them that will give you things that are redeemable or codes for demos that you can play. And just really going around and even just talking to those people really helps. And I've also even noticed with conventions too, a lot of times there will even just be developers hanging around. Like I have made friends with developers just in virtual convention chats on Discord. And then we start talking about, hey, what game did you make? And it's been a really great way to get people that have similar interests. So if you're into like pixel art and there's a panel about that, um, that's really helped me kind of branch out and find those new games that I obviously never would have otherwise because they might be really, really small or not normally in my spectrum, but I kind of try out anything. So I would always open to those different new games that I can find. I feel like it's... Like convention wise, is it the same as like I'm a I'm a musician in in a local band, and it's always fun when people come up to you after your set and tell you like great job or I liked I liked your set or what have you. It always feels good. So I I feel like it's is it the same as like going up to a dev at a convention and be like I love your game. Are they as receptive? Is it awkward? I've always wondered. Um, they've always been very, very receptive. I actually still have the card of Astralore Games hanging on my fridge because I absolutely loved those girls. 
And I was actually, it was one of the first booths I went up to. And I was so, so, so shy. And I was just like, I love their game and I wanted to talk to them. And she just saw me like going around their booth and she was just like, did you need something? Did you want to play the game? What's going on? And I was like, this is my first like video game con and I don't know what I'm doing. And they were so nice. Like They gave me their card. I had somebody else from another game who was just sitting there the whole time, like gushing with me when I was talking about the game mechanics. Um, and I believe that was for the game Hero Must Die Again. They were so, so awesome. And even some bigger games, like I actually got to demo Genshin Impact, which has blown up. And the people that I talked to there, I don't think that there were any of the actual dev devs, but some of like, you know, the lower team members were there. And they were like so freaking nice about every single thing and answering questions about mechanics of the games that they could without, you know, giving things away. So it is very much a uh, going up to a musician and being like, wow, I really admire your work and like getting a picture with them or something like that. At least in my experience, it's always been very welcoming. That's super cool. So, yeah, if we ever get to go to cons again in the real world, go up, go up to the devs and say hello. You might might get a cool code or uh, a cool photo op. And even uh, online too, like um, Twitter as well, like or Instagram. Devs love hearing when people enjoy their games. And I've had some great conversations and I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool devs just through Twitter, just saying like, hey, I love what you're working on. This is so exciting. And it means the world to them. And they're so friendly. Like, I have said this before and I will keep saying this. I love the community, the indie dev community. It's just, it's so great. It's so welcoming and everybody is very supportive and they just want to share their games. That's it. Like they just want to play games and they want to share their games. It's beautiful. As you were speaking about this in a meeting, in our meeting, or was it on our last podcast? I can't remember. All the days just run into each other now. Uh, about finding games on Reddit. I was wondering if you yeah. could speak about that. Yeah, uh, Reddit is a very fantastic uh, me social media platform, a little bit different than Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, um, because you can go to Reddit, and uh, I have two up that I'm looking at right now. It's r slash indie gaming and r slash indie games, and these are places for game. Uh, so r slash indie games is discussion, news, dev blog updates, releases, demos, teasers reviews so you get the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to this is our first like showing of gameplay that of a game we haven't released yet or hey we just released this game check it out on steam or whatever platform let us know what you think blah 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 things like that and you can follow up with these developers and things like that and like little see little snippets of gameplay that look fun um there's a lot of great content on there um which I would highly, highly recommend. It's just a different flavor. It's not flooded by like, uh, like, um, uh, oversaturated by like discussion. I want to say uh, that stuff is very like optional. You can go on the thread and just kind of just scroll down, see what you like, and then continue from there. Rather than that's because I get overwhelmed by Twitter. Like I suck at Twitter. I get so overwhelmed. It's ridiculous. But Reddit, it's a nice like organized space for me to be like oh that looks fun i'm gonna follow up with that that's super cool uh also itch what is what is itch i'm unfamiliar with this maybe all of you can tell me oh so that's uh the itch.io uh website that uh curates it's kind of like humble bundle for indie games if you think of it that way um i think 
uh one of my biggest because they they sell a lot of different indie games as well as um uh you can like look at browse games game jams things like that uh dev logs but also um you can get these curated bundles um for a very like fifteen dollars for like a hundred games um and i donated uh some money towards a and i think it was in, back in july um a black lives matter bundle and it had a, a bunch of amazing uh, games that were donated by these developers for this particular and that raised that bundle raised about eight million dollars i saw um, that that's that's yeah. where it came onto my radar and i was like that's super cool super yeah. cool cause and yeah. also and, you get all of these games yeah yeah i'm on my indie wednesdays i play three games and i'm still going through games from july that was in this uh bundle so i haven't had to pay for an indie game for a while or at least like pay for a new one i guess for sure you just have a ton of ton of content um yeah 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 Sarah, do you have anything to add yeah um, oh go ahead sarah <laughs> oh are you gonna add on itch yes i'm gonna add on itch itch Okay, um, so itch is really great uh, because coming from talking to a lot of small indie devs, um, they're more welcoming to the much smaller devs. So you're going to find a lot more solo devs and everything um, as opposed to like Steam. I'm like comparing itch.io to Steam because to me, they're very similar. Um, Steam has a lot of uh, requirements for indies to have their stuff on um, Steam. And so sometimes uh, when smaller devs are putting their stuff up, they, I mean, itch, itch is like the first place you go if you're indie, you know, you just put your stuff up there. So it's really how I found a lot of our solo dev stuff or like the stuff that's developed by just a couple people. Um, and what I also really enjoy about itch.io is that they curate them based on tags. So like, I love indie horror. And so when I'm trying to find games to play on my stream, because I stream indie horror, I just go to indie horror games and, um, there's so much there. And that's honestly how I've also found games that have just come out or are com coming out that not a lot of people know about yet and so the hipster inside of me is like freaking loves itch.io so if you're like me and you're like i want to find these uncovered gems like itch.io is the place to go it seems like it's almost like the band camp of music or the band, Absolutely. Or the band camp of, of games oh yeah mm -hmm. very much I, so i will have to dig deep into there um, for me, I always struggle with finding indie games, but I've found that Xbox games pass for windows. I do not own an Xbox, um, but they do have the windows version of the Xbox games pass and it's a buck. I don't know if they're doing that sale anymore, but it was a dollar when I picked it up and they add indie games pretty regularly and some, some pretty big ones too. Uh, don't starve is on there. I know that for sure. Uh, and a couple of other just huge, bigger indie games, I should say, but also a lot of smaller stuff as well. And it's a great way to kind of Netflix your way through these games and install and uninstall things and try stuff out. So I found that to be pretty awesome. Also, I checked the Steam charts. Usually if something's like new and trending and doesn't look like it's from a AAA developer, I'll click on it and see if I like it. 
somewhere along the way as a joke i turned on the uh the ability to see adult games so that's what my steam charts are filled up with now and i don't know how to turn it off um but you're talking about the adult anime games the hentai games yeah, and it's very funny. Um, sure, Just Henry, to... you don't know how to turn it off. Okay. <laughs> when my partner is over now. at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, What? whatever. Uh, when, <laughs> when my partner is over at the house, I like to read all the descriptions, and she gets very upset at me. Um, <laughs> so I think that's why I've kind of kept it as like a joke, as like I'm trolling. Uh, but that's, that's sure. pretty much. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, lonely times sometimes. Um, it's okay i'm over here doing puzzles so (laughs) and i'm over here playing god knows what (laughs) everybody copes in different ways henry (laughs) just looking at all the smut on steam i possibly can oh Um, my god (laughs) so what else what other ways uh nintendo has a whole they've really kind of latched on to the yeah they've they've really latched on to the indie game communities they have uh what do they call nindies now think so and i know they'll do indie promos for it which is actually how i scooped up a few i think over the summer they were running it and i know humble bundle will do some of their like indie curated bundle packs if you're a little less hipstery than the itchy kids the itchy kids i love it Nintendo is is their their indie game showcase is how i found out about a short hike which was a fantastic tiny game it's only like two or three hours long and it's got a big big cozy vibes really enjoyed that one and it was all because of nintendo like bringing that game over to their system to the switch so that's that's a pretty neat way to to find indie games as well they usually do those what like once every two months or so they'll do a little youtube showcase three months yeah, something like that i forget what the actual dates are and i know they've been all over the place from like COVID stuff but that sounds about right. I feel like For it's like sure. once a season. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, any Anything else? One thing I'm going to tack on, and it kind of goes with just finding developers on social media. I found it really useful to go jump in their discords whenever they post it. A lot of them don't post very often, so it doesn't seem like it's something that you really need to be in. But a lot of times if they are posting new games, they'll also post like demos that are just for people that are in their Discord. So it's been a really nice way to either just see what's up and coming or get those demos and really be in the know first. And I've also noticed that a lot of them will have like other developers in their Discord so you could even branch out and find other similar games to a style of game that you like, which is really, really useful. So there are a ton of ways to find indie games uh, to seek them out, we have Twitter, Facebook, Steam, Discord, uh, Steam Charts, Xbox Games Pass for Windows, itch.io, Reddit. There are a ton of places to seek out, play, and support indie games. So we obviously suggest that you go out and do that. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Game Raven Review Podcast. I have been Henry J, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at SuperHenry64, the world's worst internet handle where I stream indie games every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Sarah, where can people find you? So you can find me. I am Sarah B with two H's on Twitch. And then on Instagram, Twitter, 
And somewhere else. I don't know where else I also have an account. I just cannot remember it for the life of me. Oh, TikTok. If you want to find me on TikTok. Um, I am Sarah B. Same way to H's Games. Fantastic. Taz, where can people find you? Uh, yes, uh, I am uh, Taz T Devil 3 on literally every platform you can think of. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, 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 Tumblr. Is Tumblr still a thing, right? Anything, anything, anything. Twitch also highly, really important over there. And our fearless editor in chief puppet, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram at PuppetMasterNen. Uh, and I stream on Fridays, Saturdays, and I added an extra day by popular demand, Sundays at 7 p.m. So come for the spooks and the fortune, fortune spooks, all the things, indies, and all of me. So see you there. And as always, find us on Twitter and Twitch at GameRavenReview and GameRavenReview.com. Have a fantastic week. <laughs>